0: Welcome back to the Chasing Tone Podcast with Brian Wampler and Blake Weiland today. Who? Blake Weiland of the Tone Mob Podcast. The podcast. The the gear podcast of all gear podcasts.
1: I mean, I just recorded an episode, and I'll be honest, we didn't talk about gear for 30 minutes. Because... Well, actually, I think people will like that episode anyway. We got into some pretty heavy stuff, actually. So hmm.
0: uh, who,
1: it'll who, it'll be pretty pretty obvious why I didn't get into gear for thirty minutes.
0: Who is this, or is this a secret until it drops?
1: No, it's coming out next. Uh, actually, it'll probably be coming out the same day as this. So it was with the a Nashville, uh, sing, sort of a singer songwriter, uh, type situation. His name's Boo Ray. And, I've heard that uh, name. Yeah, he's a. Mm-hmm. He's a, he does really cool stuff, and he has a really interesting story, and he's it was a fun chat. So I think people will understand why I didn't talk to Talk Gear for 30 minutes. But that's okay. We're going to make up for it this time.
0: That's right. Because
1: you and I have got lots to talk about.
0: Oh, man. So we're just coming back. This is fresh from post Nam post Nam footage. Not, not that we're going to do what everyone else is doing and talk about everything that everyone released. But we'll talk about some fun stuff that happened. Yeah, yeah,
1: there's lots of lots of interesting tidbits that we both kind of experienced and saw. We'll definitely talk about some of the stuff, but like, I don't know, we have we each have an interesting Nam tale. I feel like
0: yes, coming out from two different perspectives. Where I was handcuffed and chained to a a booth, and you got to walk around quite a bit more than I did.
1: That's pretty much all I did. I did. Um, f- I mean, my Nam experience is a lot different than a lot of people's. Right.
0: But- it, it, I mean, <laughs> it's funny because. It, the, the most common question I would get asked as is, did you see, have you seen anything cool here at NAMM yet? And <laughs> Of course, when I go there, I'm looking for parts. I'm like, yeah, actually, I did. I found some really cool potentiometers with LED rings on the outside of it. And <laughs> did you happen to meet a man named Jacob Adams wandering around in that same section? I did- that, and it's funny. Actually, I did. I bumped into Jacob. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, looking for parts. And I'm like, me too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he. we were going down. I went with him down in the basement. Jacob Adams, for everybody that doesn't know, he works for Keeley currently in and- might be doing some other stuff with me, anyway. Uh, he uh, he's a, a an industry guy. He's been around for a long time, doing a lots of rad things, but right. uh, lots
0: of engineering type stuff. Yes. So. But yeah,
1: we walked down there. I was like, oh, this section. He's like, this, his eyes like lit up. This is my favorite section.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. We were looking at all different kinds of knobs and potentiometers, new switches. We found some cool new switches and some switch ideas. Oh. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's the awesome part for me. I'm like, do you guys have any catalogs? And they give you, I mean, mo- keep in mind, most of this stuff comes from overseas, like all the switches and knobs and all that kind of crap. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, they give you, uh, basically what looks like an encyclopedia of a catalog. And, and the thing is, I'm like, yes, this is awesome. Th- 10,000 pages of knob switches, and potentiometers, you know?
1: <laughs> I'll be honest. These days, uh, I'm really into that stuff too. Not as much as I, not as much as you are or Jacob, but that stuff does get more exciting to me because I'm like concocting ideas and and like, like, oh, if that switch exists now, that means we could do this, this and this, which we couldn't do before. Wow. It's like hyper, hyper nerdy stuff. Like right. As nerdy as it gets.
0: Yep. I, I will say in a big, huge thanks to everyone who listens to the podcast. I had so many people that came up and said that, uh, that they listen to the podcast. It's 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 good to actually see you face to face. I really like that. So thank you to those uh, who listen. Yes, absolutely. So let me I st-
1: actually I had I had a yeah. I had a mixed bag. Uh-oh. I had a I had a tone mob and then, oh, yeah, I listened to you on the Chasing Tone podcast. I'm like, have you listened to mine? And they're like, well, no, you're our least favorite part of the podcast. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> they didn't actually say that, but I did have a a, a good a good mix of of both. Well,
0: that's and cool. also
1: because a lot of people I mean, I put my face out there sometimes and have done a few YouTube videos and whatnot, but I'm. Way more of a, uh, uh, you know, disembodied voice for most people. So there were some other Tone Mob people walking around with Tone Mob t-shirts, you know, just, you know, listeners or friends or industry guys or whatever. And a lot of them were getting flagged down.
0: Hey, I listen to your podcast. And they're like, no, you don't. <laughs> Do you ever find that, Like, did you ever go up to someone who is wearing a Tone Mob uh, uh, t-shirt and just start talking?
1: I didn't, but I, I didn't, but I did get stopped a couple times, which is weird, like super weird for me. I did get stopped like a handful of times and like, oh, Blake, oh, it's you. I recognized your voice. I'm like, that is, yeah, that's, I guess, how you would know me, isn't it? You wouldn't know what I looked like, most people, unless <laughs> you're one of the 600 people who have watched my
0: YouTube video. <laughs> I have another uh, podcasting acquaintance outside of the gear industry, but, um, and he was telling he was telling how he was in a in a restaurant, just like you know, a regular restaurant, sitting down to eat, and someone who listened to his podcast recognized his voice and came out to him like, "Are you the guy on this podcast?" And he's like, "Yeah. How'd you know? I like, I recognized I recognized your voice. That must be so weird." It
1: it is a it is it's cool though because it's like those people are the ones that are super stoked and geek out with things on you and all that stuff. Right. So, like, Yep. We well, one of them, uh, one of them named Junior. Uh, he just we immediately started talking about food because he knew that's what I really wanted to discuss.
0: You know, was he way cool? He was way cool. That's such a way, dad, way cool. That's such a dad joke. Because you know, <laughs> way, way cool Junior from Rat. You
1: know? Yeah, I know. Way yeah.
0: cool Junior. <laughs> you know?
1: Forgot about that.
0: <laughs> Should we
1: get into some gear stuff?
0: Um, we can, you know, speaking of. We both, uh, uh, we both got new guitars. One more, one more dad joke. Can I, can I do one more dad joke? We're dads, I've been been dying to this all day. I did to my daughter this morning and she's like, oh, stop. Okay. So it's a dog and a baby and the, and the dog looks at the baby and says, did you know that the first French fry wasn't cooked in France? And then the baby looks at him and says, where was it cooked in? And the dog says, in Greece. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know how I know I'm a dad?
1: Because that made me laugh a little bit inside? I kind of fake laughed there on the podcast, but inside, I was beaming.
0: Oh my goodness! So, um, all right, some gear stuff. So, Nam, let me start out with uh, I ha- had the opportunity to have dinner, a sit down dinner, with one of my um uh, one of my guitar heroes. Oh yeah. Which was Me? Su- <laughs> besides you, oh. um, quite surreal and oddly, not oddly cool. That's not the, that, not that I didn't think it was going to be cool. Just like there's times when that's happened in the past and every time it happens, I'm like, holy crap. I'm like just chilling with him, having dinner and talking about kids and like, you know what I mean? Like just a normal conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. So Brian Hayner Jr. Um, and his dad Papa Gates. So Bri- Brian Hayner is Sinister Gates of the band Avenged Sevenfold. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I've kind of become friends with him over the past few years and, and got to know his dad pretty well, uh, whose name is Brian as well. Uh, Brian Hayner Senior is actually on a comedy tour now. They're getting ready to roll out a big comedy tour. Oh so, no way! Yeah. So, anyways. Um got to hang out with those guys and that was a lot of fun. Pretty cool. That is cool. And uh I listened
1: to those guys like when they first came out, and I was like I, I think I told you this already. I was like this annoying hardcore kid where I was like, Meh, they were better when they were heavier, meh meh meh. But <laughs> and then uh I realized that I was dumb because I'll because I I you know, I'd hear one of their songs and I'd be like, Man, this is good, who's this? Oh, it's that band. I can't like, like I, them. I can't like them. I'm too cool for that. I'm hardcore. And then it was like, no, I was an idiot. And I was, that band actually jams. They got, they got great riffs and great solos. So young Blake was dumb. (laughs) That's all I have to say about that.
0: Well, it, it could be said that old Blake might not be much smarter sometimes. I'm sure you you are right. (laughs) Just ask my wife. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, um, Speaking of NAM, both of us came back with uh, two new items, didn't we? We did. You you go first. I i I've, I already know all I can know about mine, but I don't know anything about yours. So let's okay. see what you got.
1: I got a well, it was kind of arranged pre NAM, but uh it was arranged to be picked up at NAM. I got something from Kevin equits of Equitz Guitars. Uh, he's a uh, well, actually, he's in the process. I was going to say he's a builder down in, there in California, but he's in the process of relocating to Nashville. So he'll be a builder in Nashville here in the coming months. But uh, he quits guitars. He makes really cool stuff. He makes a model called the Rayburn. And this is actually the first Rayburn that he built. And I, it's a strange story because I, I played it two years ago at Nam and it was going to go originally to somebody else. And then that didn't really work out. And so he messaged me and he's like, Hey, you know anybody that might want this? And I was like, yeah, me. Cause I already played it. And I know that I like that big beefy neck on it. So arrange to pick it up at NAM, And it, it's kind of, you, you probably don't know exactly what this looks like if you've never heard of the brand, but it's kind of like an Epiphone ish inspired how do, thing. How do you spell it again? Uh, equitz
0: E-Q-U-I-T-Z. Hold on. Hold on. That's E-Q-I-T-Z. U, U-I. U-I-T-Z mm-hmm. guitars.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, Everyone's well, Googling furiously right now. Unless you're driving. Don't do that if you're driving. <laughs> I,
0: it, funny enough, I actually did have people that said that they watch my videos in the car. And I'm like, please don't. <laughs> But I mean, I, I guess it makes sense. Like, if you're stuck in traffic or something, that's the way he explains. It. He's like, no, I'm like, I live in LA, I'm stuck in traffic like two hours a day. So I watch your videos then while I'm stuck in traffic. Oh, man. I'm so <laughs> sorry for that. That's awful. Uh, okay. Anyway, so Equits guitars, you got the Ashford, the Devera, and the Rayburn. You said it was the, the Rayburn. Rayburn. Mm-hmm. It looks a lot like sunglasses.
1: It kind of does. I never really thought about that. It sort of does look like sunglasses.
0: That'd be funny if they had uh, Rayburn sunglasses for sale. On the side too. They'd
1: probably um, get
0: sued, but anyways. Uh, yeah. All right, so let's look at this mug. So it's kind of no, it's not really jazz mastery. It's like it's like it's an offset, but it's like sort of like those old
1: Epiphone Coronet sort of. Yeah. Kind yeah.
0: of. Kind of like a cornet. Yep. But but blended with a jazz master in
1: like you know I don't know it's 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 but a the, very unique
0: shape. Looks like it's got some humbuggies on it too, to borrow a phrase from Gearman, dude.
1: Yes. Well, so that's the next thing I wanted to talk about. So mine has got like the half telly bridge, a nice big beefy, I would say sort of, sort of fifties Gibson style neck, sort of. Um, and then it's got some special pickups in it. It's got these new humbuckers, like standard humbucker sized wide ranges, wide Rangers rather from uh, righteous sound pickups that he had. He made for this. It was kind of a, the first ones that he made. And man, they've got like the individual, I don't know if you, how, how up on the wide range humbuckers you are, but they're, those I'm, are some of my favorites.
0: Honestly, I, I'm not, I've been looking at way more, um, Telecaster pickups than anything else, but we'll get in that story in just a minute. So, mm-hmm. so you'll have to, you'll have to school me on the, on these pickups here.
1: So, so like back in the seventies, uh, I, Fender commissioned Seth Lover who made the original PAF pickups. Uh, for Gibson Fender commissioned him to make a humbucker for them. And they wanted some of that, that beef and that, that humbucker sound while still kind of maintaining the fender clarity. And so he made these, these humbuckers. They're a little bit bigger than the normal humbuckers, like n- normal PAF style humbuckers. They're a little bigger than that traditionally. And they have individual like threaded rod magnets instead of bars and just the way they're their way they're made is just overall quite a bit different as far as a pickup is concerned than a than a standard humbucker. And, you know, they kind of nailed it. They they have that fat and that that's, you know, they're not super high output, but they have more output than a like a Telecaster. But it still has all that high end of the, and clarity that Fender's known for.
0: Hmm. The problem
1: is, yeah, I, I love them. Like, I have a and it looks like a Telecaster
0: bridge itself, right? Like the actual ashtray part. Looks like it.
1: Oh, yeah. On the Equits. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. Mine's like the half telly, you know, so like I think it's a Wilkinson. So they like basically have that whole ashtray and they just kind of cut the top part off of it. Um, that's, a, lot of, a lot of smaller guys are using those half telly bridges.
0: That's sexy AC. <laughs> you know, as uh-huh. sexy as crap. Yeah, I you figured
1: know? that's what you meant. <laughs> And not some weird thing that I don't know what you kids are talking about these days. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the the wide range pickups, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of. I have a 74 Tele Custom that has one in the neck, and I love it. And so I I was talking to Josh from Righteous Sound about these pickups, and I was like, can we get a wide range style humbucker in a standard humbucker route? Because that's what this Equit already has. I didn't want him to have to route him out bigger. And he... Uh, made some up and I said, Hey, why not? Let's, uh, let's, uh, split those things, you know, make them a four conductor so we can coil split them. I don't usually like coil split humbuckers. I usually quite, quite dislike them actually. Right. But these sound fantastic when they're split, they sound like so close to a telly. It's crazy. So I've got these wide range pickups. They're both splittable. And I can, you know, I can get all kinds of different sounds out of it. It is ridiculous how versatile it is for just being two pickups and two knobs.
0: Speaking speaking of split humbuckers, and I don't want to get too much off of uh, topic here, but it does sort of similar. You talked about how you usually don't like split humbuckers. Mm-hmm. So and as you know, I have this PRS SE guitar that I have and it's all right. It is what it is. It's cool. But um, I reached out to um, one of – I have several different favorite pickup guys, but uh, this one in particular actually contacted me and said, hey, I watched your video. It's Von Scow, by the way. In case oh, I don't yes. Know if it's, so, Von contacted me and said, I watched your video. Um, I've had people that said the exact same thing about that guitar. He's like, dude, I've got these pickups that I think you would love in that guitar. So – I talked to him last night. I was telling him like what I'm looking for and he's going to even make a coil split that actually works good. Um, and I hate to put it, I had, not to say that the PRS doesn't work good, quote unquote, just for my, for what I like, it doesn't do so well for me. Um, so he's going to make me a new custom set of pickups for that uh, PRS. So I'm going to do a video on it like a before and after thing. So I'm excited, excited. Lots of new gear all around. Anyways.
1: That, that um, is so cool.
0: Yeah, so so back not not to knock any uh, traction off the Equits guitar that you're talking about. Sorry, I just I reminded I'm in love.
1: Me. I've posted it all over the internet. People know it's awesome, and Kevin builds Rad's guitars, and yeah, it's it's fantastic. So, what about yours?
0: So me, um, as some might know, I'm kind of a Telecaster fan. I've got I've got so many Telecasters. I keep having to buy new guitar stands. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And I've got, mm-hmm. I've got, I've got four guitar stands right now, and I don't mean like singles. I mean like the five space guitar stands. <laughs> it's getting out of control. Um, I
1: still got lots of wall space, so if you want to <laughs> send any down here or up here, rather, I've, I've then- actually
0: thought about putting hanging up, hang them up on the wall behind me. Um, the problem with that is whenever I play, like on videos, just because the way sound works, it vibrates the guitar itself. Mm-hmm. And so, whenever I, like, if I play something and start talking, you'll still hear the guitars ringing behind me. That kind of creates a problem. The way I have them in the stand now, they're leaning against a string, so they don't do that. Um, anyway, so the guitar, I'm kind of a Telecaster fan. I've got uh, several Whitfields, several Fenders, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, there was one, uh, so at the show, we're right near Friedman, uh, near Matthews Effects, near... Uh, who else is there? Right next to Diesel, right next to Bogner. Um, right now, ne- speaking of Bogner, I can't tell you how many people came up to and said, "So are you are Zivampla?" And I am no. like, "That's <laughs> 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 funny." Oh, man. Um, yeah. So you know, and, and Reinhold's a sweet guy, so I'm not making fun of him. He's a, he's a super nice guy. Um. Near Morgan, near Friedman. Anyways, so Friedman guitars all over the place. Uh, instead of me bringing my guitars out because it literally is just a gigantic pain in the butt, um, I had talked to them and said, "Hey, can you have me a couple of Telecasters? Like, you know, I'm looking for I'm looking for a legit Telecaster thing, not not like um, you know, not, not a so, hot rotted one, not a hot rotted one, and not taking anything away from Dave, but I mean, uh, some of the ones I'd played in the past." played good, but they just, did. they did they kind of felt like a very hot Telecaster, you know? And I'm like, nah, yeah, some I'm of like, them had P90s and which I love. Yeah, it's great wrong. guitars. It just, I was looking for like a legit 52 type of, type of Telecaster, right? Mm-hmm. Um, So they, they had a couple there for me and they, and a, a couple, actually one had humbuckers that weren't uh, high outputs and that was a great guitar too. Uh, but anyways, this, this one, it just so happened it had a B bender from Joe Glazer. Now, ah. those who know me know that I am a sucker for benders, and especially when they're in guitars. Um, that's a dad joke right there. Um, <laughs> oh, so this, geez. so this had this had the B bender. I put it on. I played it. I'm like this sounds good. It feels good. It's relic but I don't I don't care how it looks I care how it feels and it felt like an old pair of shoes which to me that's what relicking is all about for me personally like I I really don't give a damn what it, what it looks like I I care if it feels like it's nice and broke in um mm-hmm. and uh it did and it felt that way I played the bender and I'm like holy crap this is the best bender I've played for a long time uh right up there with Force Lee Jr. Who is uh, my my bender god, so to speak? I mean, the guy makes just fantastic benders. If if you like benders, check him out. Actually, he's doing some stuff for Joe Glazer, so probably might have been a force bender. Um, anyways, I'm getting <laughs> yeah, way off topic. Of. Um, so anyway, so I'm playing this guitar at the show, and I keep playing it. I'm like, I'm afraid someone's going to buy this because there's you know they're selling they're selling them off the off the wall, you know, at the show. And I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm actually kind of getting worried that someone's going to play this and like it. <laughs> so I keep I keep kind of setting it aside, like, I'll just put it back here behind this stuff for when I want to play. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, eventually, uh, I'm like, all right, this this guitar has got to go home with me. Like, there's just, um, it's just going to happen. I'm going to make this happen. So I went and talked to the guys. And I'm like, this this red guitar here that I have in my hands This can never be sold to anyone except me. Like I have just go ahead and consider it gone because you're never getting this back. (laughs) Right. Here's a pedal. Um, so I'll be doing a a video here shortly, you know, kind of comparing that with my other telecasters. But the first thing I want to do, because come to find out, um, the pickups, once I got it home and I was comparing it to my other Telecasters, I'm like, it's so close, but there's, the bridge is missing something. So, talked to the guys and found out, you know, what they're doing pickup wise. I'm like, ah, gotcha. I know what it is. So, I'm working with them and uh, and Grover, who winds the pickups. Grover nice. ja- Grover Jackson. You know, who builds the guitars and winds his own pickups for him. Ah, Grover does good work. Yeah, he's the man. Um, so in talking to him and and the guys who work on the guitars, they're uh they're gonna help me out with a pickup that's more like my fifty two. Um, Very cool. Yeah, so I'm excited, so excited to get that in. But anyways, for the meantime, I've been doing nothing but practicing Bender licks since I've been home from Nam for the past few days. <laughs> Mm. Sounds like a good way to pass the time. Why oh not? man. It's like uh, you know this just trip was really it's been really odd for me. I don't I think I don't remember if we started talking about it a while or on the last podcast or not. But this trip hit some sort of nerve with me. And I I don't know exactly what it was. But remember remember yeah we did. We talked about how I was fit, you know got got my thumb pick back out and I'm like holy crap. This is great. Why did I ever put this down? Yeah, yeah, um, totally. In the same way, I don't know what it was, but th- there was like this renewed passion for music in general. If and and you know what, more than more than actually like guitar whittling, whittling and, and baduka ducking, but more like the actual songwriting aspect of music. Um. Yes, I've been digging up like old songs that I haven't heard for years and music that I usually don't listen to and just putting a different spin on it. Interesting. Like, here's a, here's an example. So take, um, I think it's Glenn Fry. Uh, is it Glenn Fry? I think it's Glenn Fry. No, it's not. It's Don Henley did some songs in the eighties. Uh, the one off the top of my head like last worthless evening or something like that, Okay, which is a pretty poppy song. However, when one has the isolated tracks, they can make new guitar parts to them. So, oh, <laughs> you and your isolated tracks. So, that song can be is so freaking awesome because the songwriting's great. But once you put a wall of guitars behind it and get rid of the keys, it's a different song completely. It becomes rock and roll. Oh man, it becomes straight up. Yeah. Yeah, straight up rock and roll. So, yeah, big time fun for me. So you're
1: you're you're somehow this NAM had the opposite effect on you that it has on most people. Usually people go and they're like, "I don't want to hear another guitar for at least 2 years." But uh, you're like, NAM like fired you up.
0: It, uh, so much so that I I did something on the plane on the way back that I thought I would never do. Which is I didn't listen to one podcast Instead, I listen to music the entire time. Well, look at that. Now, normally, that's, normally, that's on, interesting. yeah, normally on the way back, I'm like, all right, it's time to hear some podcast. Talk to me, James Altucher. Talk to me, Joe Rogan. You know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But no, sir, on the way back, I'm like, you know what? Andy Wood just dropped his new album on Friday. We must listen to everything completely and fully, full attention to it. And uh, and so that's what I did. Listen to lots of music, lots of great stuff. That's awesome. Uh,
1: I, I might I suggest if you while you have this kind of renewed vigor, and you and I don't know. I will have to think about this. Guys your age tend to think I'm crazy, but sometimes sometimes not. I think you should invest in unless you already have in a nice, not like world class because that gets insanely expensive, but a decent. Turntable and like record setup. Uh,
0: yeah, i I actually have thought about that. I think the biggest problem with that setup with me is that it, it takes. There's some maintenance involved, and a little bit. And there's um like it. If you're playing a record, it sounds great. Don't get me wrong, it sounds great. It's a whole different experience. Um, it's really hard whenever you're in the car lot or whenever you um, have bits and chunks of time to really sit down and just listen to music in that way. So for me, most of the music I consume is in a car um, or with a guitar in front of me. Right. And I I haven't found isolated tracks on records yet.
1: I, I get you. I do. That's how that's how I generally listen to music is, you know, streaming it or whatever, like most people. But get, you know, we have a we have an okay setup at our house, uh, and like the like setting aside some time. Like instead of uh instead of playing Red Dead Redemption for like 45 minutes, like literally just setting some time like I'm going to put this record on. I'm going to sit here and listen to it. Like and throw my phone in the garbage can, you know, like I'm just going to listen to this record. It is such a pleasing experience, like the whole everything, like thumbing through your stack, like pulling it out. It's like it's a it's kind of ritualistic. And then actually sitting down and hearing things that you 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 don't really you can't really hear otherwise. Like there's parts that I've picked up in songs. I'm like probably kind of like the isolated tracks, honestly, where it's like, oh, I never noticed that. That little part before or that layer or that I didn't realize that's exactly what he said there from like a combination of critical listening. And you just hear stuff on vinyl that you can't hear. Right.
0: But I've heard it explained that, you know, in the past, whenever vinyl was the, you know, the main method of listening to things, they would kind of mix for that. And so now when you listen to it in MP3 form, you it's a whole different thing and it sounds completely different and a, a lot of it's lost. Because of of these those imperfections that vinyl has that really kind of brought out some of that, you know?
1: Yeah, they definitely do mix for it. And they're starting to do that more and more nowadays um, because vinyls become so popular again. It's uh, that they definitely like I don't know all the ins and outs. I'm not like an engineer or anything, but I know they like they have to be more careful with how they apply bass frequencies. And things like that.
0: Uh, I'll be really honest. I actually have thought about um, building. I mean, I need a record player, but I've thought about building my own amplifier for a record player. If you do,
1: you know where to find me. Like, <laughs> I love that idea
0: because I mean, you know, I like I like messing with it with the nerdy stuff like that, and um, I just thought that'd be fun. Get a good get a good uh, record player, and figure out how to make a good pre and power amp for that for that record player
1: that would be super cool to me if you did that you're talking like tube or solid state
0: well i i would would probably start out with tube but i certainly would not be against solid state i mean mean, in the same way that i mean i've been uh, well i gotta keep that in wraps never mind um (laughs) in the same way that i've been developing this entire line of oh wait (laughs) <laughs> Backtrack. That's me going backwards, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um all right then. So enough about record players and and power amps.
1: Okay. Well <laughs> we talked about our guitars. Uh do we want to talk about uh I don't know. We had a whole list of things. So I've got yeah, I, I've got I got I've, some more new stuff in. I got NAM
0: experiences. Where do you want to go from here? Um well, I've been blabbing on for the past 20 minutes, so you, your turn. My turn?
1: Okay, I'll just pick something. Um, NAM was really fun, obviously. And my experience is a lot different at NAM than maybe some other people's. It's not like I kind of know, especially with people dropping stuff early these days, I kind of know what I'm really excited about already, for the most part. It's kind of rare that I see something. Uh, See something that I, I wasn't expecting, you know, already, or didn't kind of hear rumblings about already. However, I was not expecting and I did not see coming these, uh, these pedals from, uh, they're called, uh, what's it called? Oh, it's called, yeah, Poly, Poly Effects. P-
0: Let me look it up. Poly?
1: Yep, P yep. O L Y. Effects. And he's, uh, he's from Australia, I believe. And he makes these crazy, well, he makes. He started out with this crazy kind of uh, plexiglass, like, it's hard to explain, this pe- plexiglass uh, MIDI controller, where it's, like, pressure sensitive and all this kind of crazy stuff. I but think I've, I was, I've seen
0: that, yeah. I've actually seen yeah. that, yeah.
1: So what I was really excited about were his effects, though. He had an analog and a digital uh, effect, and they're these touchscreen, like, very complicated but very cool pedals, like. One is like a reverb, delay, modulation. That's the digital one. And you can route them in all kinds of crazy ways and do all these crazy things via the touchscreen. And the other one was like a distortion fuzz boost that you can, again, route things in all sorts of crazy ways and control the blend between the two effects and just so many things. Four ins, four outs. Like, they were nuts. And I don't feel like anybody really talked about them for some reason, but they're insane.
0: Those are really cool. Yeah. I, I can't recall if it's summer name or last winter Nam, but I do recall, um, seeing them another time. I didn't, didn't get a chance to see them at the show this year, but yeah. You know, and when I saw them, like, wow, that's, um, definitely unique. You know, when I see stuff like that, my brain always go, goes to, are people, are people going to gravitate to this quickly? You know, like it, like if you're starting a business and, and, and it's that, uh That groundbreaking, that new. Sometimes it takes a few years for people to kind of come around to it.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. It is. It is definitely. It's definitely intimidating too when it's so new and and so much different than what you're used to. It's like ah, uh, but where are the knobs at though? Right. You know. It's and I, and I think it, it's interesting.
0: Use, if I remember right, don't you use your foot to control different parameters?
1: Yeah, I didn't look at the controller too much because I was kind of enamored with the pedals. But the, yeah, the, you use this, it's like this, what, pedal board, you know, medium sized pedal board size plastic sheet, basically. Right. And, and it's got it's,
0: graphics on it. I mean, yeah. You want, it doesn't look like a piece of, uh, you know, piece of piece of glass. It it has graphics underneath it that look pretty cool.
1: Yeah, no, the whole thing looks really, really cool. But it's like a, yeah, pressure sensitive and like how hard you press can. Kind of act like a expression control and you can slide things around like it's you kind of have to Google it. It's it's really hard to describe via
0: podcast. Yeah. So it's poly for anyone who's near their phone or computer and wants to uh, do a little bit on the Google machine. Yeah.
1: So that one was pretty cool. Obviously, uh, that one stood out to me and it also stood out as one of like, hey, where's everybody at? They should be talking about this. This is really interesting. You know, I could see it's not for everybody, but it's still really cool and really interesting.
0: And there's a there's a lot of things you can do there, like e- even outside of the platform they have. Um, and I, I've I've seen some other people do things with, um, how would I explain this? Pressure mm-hmm. devices that use pressure to control things. Um, so yeah, in fact, we'll be doing something as well with uh, pressure here before long. So Ooh. yeah. But that's all I'm saying about that, but yeah, so it's, uh, I love new technology like that. Very cool stuff. So.
1: But other than that, uh, some of my Nam gear highlights had to have been, well, A, the Terraform, but we can get into that later. Uh, I on I honestly, genuinely, and I'm not saying this just because I'm on the podcast and I talk to you all the time, I thought that was extra rad. Well, and thank you. Cause you,
0: like, I mean, we had re-
1: talked about it,
0: but we had, but I hadn't played it yet. Did you, did you get a chance to play it?
1: I played it at Nam, and I played it through the amps in the stereo configuration.
0: Oh, that's the best way. What'd you think?
1: I really liked it. I liked that it was, um, I liked that it, that it was powerful but very easy to use. Like anybody could figure that thing out.
0: Good. That's what I was going and, for.
1: Like, and, oh. but it can do a lot.
0: It really can. I mean, like, you can get pretty nerdy with it if you want to. Or you can just turn the dial, and uh, you got a couple knobs. No menus. No menus on this. You don't need menus.
1: No, not for this one. Hmm. And it sounded... All the modes I tried sounded really good. I particularly liked the uh, slow gear setting and the phaser setting myself. So...
0: Well, yeah. well uh, I... I'd, I think I mentioned it before. If I hadn't, then I am now. Um, so right now, if you've seen the Nam videos, like there's a, there's flanging, there's a couple different types of flanging. There's phase. There's a univibe. There's a, kind of a slow gear, like a volume um, swell, a, thing. a volume swell type of effect. Uh, regular tremolo, harmonic tremolo. Um, then a couple different choruses. So like a Dimension C sort of thing, a three voice chorus, and more like a small clone. But, um, you know, I mentioned at the show, I think like this, this was like the two prototypes we had. And I I think before we release it this spring, I'm probably going to change a few things out. But what I'm going to do rather than me just uh, put out what I want on it, I thought, you know, it'd be cool. Actually crowdsource this thing, not funding wise, but idea wise. In other words, what do people want to see on it? What, you know, what do the masses, what would they like to see on it? So mm-hmm. and I know on our Facebook group there's a there's an unofficial thread that people are posting things. Um, I'll, I'll do an official one here shortly after I I, I want to announce it to like the our newsletter and you know the everybody else that's not in our Facebook group basically because not everybody uses Facebook, you know, let's be honest. It's true. It's very true. So I don't I don't want to just um, I don't want to leave the others out who may think that Facebook is a steaming hot pile of poo to you know, beyond I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yes. So, um, all right. So <laughs> I'm trying to think which one, which one I go. So me, Brian Kehoe from Dunlop. Who's, uh, you don't, I don't know if you know Brian, but he's one hilarious and a super great guy and has been in the business for a long time. Um, it was me, him, Robert Keeley. And, um, uh, Tobias from Tobias and Lars from TC Electronics. Mm-hmm. We're doing this video. We, we're basically it's it's we're all putting together this pedal board with um, each other's pedals. So for example, um, we're allowed to pick everyone's pedals except for our own, and we build a pedal board together. So as we're, as we're doing this and I I think fiber, I think, don't hold me to this, but I think the pedal board is being given away too. So uh, I'm not sure when they're announcing that, but that'll be coming up shortly. Um, so we're, we're filming, we're putting together this video, uh, this video with this pedal board and in the midst of it, I hear a knock at the door. Okay. And I'm like, who's that? We open up the door. Who else would it be but another one of my guitar heroes, freaking Paul Gilbert?
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: And That
1: is kind of funny. And I'll tell you why after you finish your story.
0: So whilst I am trying to clean up the mess in my pants from Paul Gilbert knocking on the door and just being a cool dude and hanging out, um, they say, hey, you want to be a part of this video? And he's like, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Cause we were going to have all all of us play through it. And I'm like, (laughs) I ain't playing for the fall, Gilbert ain't happening. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. No way. (laughs) So I'm not
1: playing a note. I'm not even going to strum a G chord. I'm not going to do it.
0: So yeah, man, he gets his guitar out, which I, I got to play his guitar, which is freaking awesome. Um, and just starts playing all kinds of cool stuff through just, no, I mean, he did a little bit of shredding, but he just did all kinds of, of, of great songs on guitar. And I mean, like he would take old classics and be playing the chords and the melody at the same time. Very, very unlike what you would normally would see Paul Gilbert do, which is just great. Um, So it was basically what we basically got a concert from Paul Gilbert, like two foot in front of us. So it was That's awesome. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. So, and not, not to toot my own horn, but, uh, when, you know, Tobias was introducing all, all of us and, um, he's like, and this is Brian Walpole, and He's like, Oh dude, I love your pedals. He's like, I can't believe it. He's he said, I'm in the midst of like all, like all my guitar gear heroes, you know, cause You're he's like, like what? <laughs> yeah. That, you know, me and Robert Keeley were both literally sitting there you know, peeing our pants. So yeah, you almost fell out of the chair, I'm sure. <laughs> so it's um very humbling. You know, um just surreal. Another one of those surreal experiences where I'm like, who would have ever thought 15 years ago that I'd be sitting here doing this? <laughs> well Completely my Paul
1: awesome. Gilbert story is not as cool as yours, but it's still kind of <laughs> funny. So I'm getting on the plane. Paul Gilbert. Paul Gilbert. I can't even say his name. I'm so excited. Uh, Paul Gilbert lives here in Portland. I don't know if you knew that. I, did I not. didn't. I didn't know that until just recently. But yeah, he, he lives in Portland, has for a few years. And so I'm getting on the plane with Jess. And there's a guy in my way putting his bag in the overhead compartment. And he's not in the way. Like, you know, it's just a plane. Like, I'm headed to my seat, but I got to wait for him. But he is about well, who- six
0: foot five. So.
1: Yes, he's very tall. Uh, and it was Paul. And I just pretended not that I wasn't a little bit starstruck and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, OK, see you later. Uh, and I just wandered by.
0: So you didn't even and, say hello?
1: Well, I mean, he was, you know, he was in flight mode. Like, I wasn't gonna be like, hello, Paul. Uh, that's a nice uh, that's a nice luggage you have there, sir. May <laughs> I offer you a drink?
0: <laughs> like, m- you Mr. Know, Mr. Like- Gilbert, remember that? M- remember that time you were in Mr. Big? That was so awesome. yeah remember 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 when 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 when, when, when you played that stuff with racer x
1: (laughs) that was so awesome awesome so i I, yeah i just i just like it was like oh yeah and he sat down and and whatever and then i told jess my good friend jess who's traveling with me i uh i said hey how about you go up there and ask paul why he hasn't answered my emails (laughs) and he he wouldn't do it for some reason couldn't get him to (laughs) couldn't get him to do that Cause I've been kind of trying to get him on this show, but no, he's my favorite. Uh, like, you know, me, I'm kind of a, a punk dude and he is by far my favorite shred guy. He's always been, I don't mean to label him as just a shred guy. Cause what I like about him is he plays everything so well. Yes. And, and he can shred too, but his shredding has always been so much more tasteful to me than a lot of the more over the top guys in my opinion.
0: It's something that I noticed. It's, and I guess maybe I just noticed it more at this NAMM because of this rebirth of sorts. And it, a big part of it happened here in this room with Paul. So that's why I call him now that we're on first name terms. But yeah, so I've been in the room with Paul. Not a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. But um, he's playing stuff. And you can just tell he means it. I don't know how another way to put that. Like when he plays a note, he's not just playing a note; he's living through that note. If yeah. that makes sense, that's the only that's the best I, way. I do I know what you mean. It. Like he he means every damn thing he's playing, and he's telling a story, and that story is so close to home that he's just li- he's living that. Um, and I've noticed that from several different guys, man. And it was just, it was not to sound corny, but it, it literally made me feel this weird emotion where I started tearing up. It just, Mm -hmm. it was, I can't, I can't explain it, but seeing someone that like just that into it, um, and not really, it's not that he's into it. It's just such a part of him. It's so close and personal to him. Mm -hmm. Um, Man, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing to be around.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you, you you do, I I know what you mean. It's like, it's sort of infectious. Yes. Like, I feel that way when I, uh, we watched, uh, uh, J. Leonard J. did a short performance at the, the, well, he did a performance at he's, lots booths, Yeah, he's cool. another one, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I watched that guy and I'm like, oh man, A, I wish I could do that. And B, just look at him go like look at him go and just kill it like he's he is he is so good and he's actually it, it, this is going to sound kind of weird um but like he I watched him like demoing some pedals just for himself at the Tacoma guitar show here a couple years ago and that's some of the coolest playing I've ever seen ever he was just playing just for himself just testing out pedals and the things he he does, Jay does, it's the same thing. It like he he gets it down to the like every fiber of his being, and it's infectious. So I I totally know what you're saying.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. He's another guy that. <sighs> what you see, I mean, sometimes you see guys like him on YouTube, and you're like, yeah, 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 it's an act, but it's not. No. It's not no. like he is. Um, he could be playing by himself in the corner, and that's he loves it so much and he's living through that moment and, and through, through the melody that he's playing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the infectious is the best way to put it. Like you don't, I don't see that that often, but when I do see it, it's so inspiring. It really is. Yeah.
1: And, and you know, random quick plug, Jay's going to be coming on tone mob to do a Nam recap next week. So. Oh, very
0: nice. He's yes. such a, such a sweet guy too. Such oh, a man. He's the best. Just a, Great guy.
1: Everyone uh, loves Jay.
0: Yes. Everybody. Yep. Yep. Um, <sighs> impossible not to. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, so. <laughs> here, here's, here, I guess here's my last story for, for the episode. I mean, we'll, we can talk more, but. So, I'm, I'm sitting outside of, where we're at at Nam. there's, like I said, there's all of us booths, kind of, all of us companies all together in one big booth called Amptown. Uh, it looks like a, like a town that's got brick walls and looks like a little city. Anyways, so, um, I noticed in one of the sound rooms, like everybody's hovering outside the window and I'm like, what's going on? Like, why is everyone hovering around the window? So I peek in there and you know, they're like, dude, Steve I's in there. And I'm oh. like, and I'm like, cool. And you know, I got a little bit of pull here, right? So I go on the other side of the door is, and I'm like, Steve I's in there. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, I'm going in. And they're like, "Oh man, I don't know if you should." I'm like, "Trust me, it'll be fine." And they're like, "Okay." So I walk on in, and um, um, you know, the guys that I work with are in there with them. They're filming video for Synergy, um, so you know, the, the, the guys from Synergy are in, are in there. And I look up, and he's like, Steve, I's like, "Hey, Brian Wampler, good to meet you again. Good to see you again." And I'm like, "That's so awesome." <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I just watched him basically noodle around and play stuff. Again, another one of those guys who is known for shredding, but whenever he's just sitting there just playing something, Mm -hmm. it's another one of those scenarios where the emotion is coming from his body through his fingers onto the guitar. He's, yeah. you know, the same way I explained it a minute ago, like he's just, he's living every, every ounce of vibrato and every little piece of touch that he's putting through the strings. And it's, um, man, when it's one thing to watch it on YouTube, when you're three feet away from it and you're experiencing it that closely, it's a religious experience.
1: It's kind of, it's, uh, it's hard to put into words. You know, Very much so, yeah. I, but I think everybody knows what we mean.
0: So, whew, man, what a long episode. 50 minutes. 50 minutes. Ah, that's a short Tone Mob episode. Come on. <laughs> It is. But I figured, you know, we had we missed, uh, you know, we didn't do one last week because of the name and everything. So you get a double episode today.
1: Yes. We'll expand it for you. So, all right.
0: Any anything else you got uh, you want you want to sp- spit out to the masses? Um
1: yeah, real quickly, sure. uh, not to go more nam stuff, but thank you to everybody cuz there was a lot of also chasing tone listeners. Uh thank you to everybody who showed up to the pizza party. Um we had a lot of people there and I'm glad I threw in three extra pizzas. I think we had about 20 pizzas. <laughs> it was great. Um no, I don't think quite that many, but 15 18 maybe maybe close to 20 pizzas wow. and it all got devoured so
0: That's great. And I'm sorry I couldn't make it man. I really had in, intended to and I forget what happened that day but it was some something screwy happened. I remember that screwed up my schedule. <laughs>
1: yeah. And well and sort of a highlight for me uh, beyond, you know, being able to do that and hanging out with everybody and and you know, we gave away a bunch of stuff. Um, but I yet, I met uh, again for just a brief moment I met Yoshi from boss uh, which I've talked to him a few times now but one of the one of my highlights was him telling apologizing because he couldn't make it to the pizza party he had meetings <laughs> and I was like I never once knew that you were aware of the pizza party and <laughs> and also I am sure that the president of boss has lots of meetings when at Nam I, I totally understand him not being
0: able to make some nerds pizza that's cool you know I've never but, I've never met him I mean I I know I'm, I know he is but I've never uh just never been in the situation to meet him
1: uh he is super cool and uh you should sometimes
0: it's well, a, it's well we're Facebook we're Facebook friends so that basically means that we're best friends so sure
1: <laughs> you, you know you and I talk on Facebook all the time
0: yes daily all the time we almost never
1: talk on Facebook. We really. only talk hmm. in phone and real life. Very anyway, true. but that's it. That was a that was. I just want to say thanks to everybody uh, that listens to Chasing Tone that showed up to the Tone Mob Pizza Party too. I think we had 60, 60 or seventy people there. It was pretty pretty killer.
0: That's great. So so we're, we're, hold so. on before we go. So I know you had kind of a um, a weird situation where the uh, I guess it would be. I don't know who's in charge of it, but you wanted to do it inside. And they're like, we can do that for $10,000 or something stupid. And it you're was, like, well, no, nah, we want pizza. Almost almost three grand, but yeah. <sighs> and yeah. then they weren't even going to make pizza for you, right?
1: Well, no, that was in, that was. so they wanted to charge me. Initially, they wanted to charge me 2000 for the room. Uh, and I said, well, I can't do that. And then they told me, okay, well, we'll knock it down to seven fifty for a few hours. And I was like, that's still expensive, but okay. I think maybe we can make that work. And they're like, and you have to use our catering crew. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And they were like, they sent me the, the menu and they didn't have any pizza on it.
0: So you <laughs> so, and you're like, I don't know if you read the title of this. It's called a pizza party.
1: <laughs> yes. And that's exactly what I said. I'm like, and they're like, well, maybe we can make something happen. And they're like, it's going to be about $25 a person. And I said, there might be 70 people here. And they were like, yeah. And so obviously you can do the math there. Uh, I decided to wing it and we did it outside. So it worked out.
0: So basically you bought a bunch of party pizzas from the grocery store, right? You know, little $3 pizzas. Uh, oh. No, we actually had some decent
1: pizza for Anaheim standards, of course. Uh, It's not like New York or anything, but uh, had New some York decent pizza use- and they uh they delivered it to me and helped me unload it. And they it's the same restaurant we went to the prior years, but we just they're they're too small. We've outgrown the space. So, ah. um, yeah, it was it was a lot of
0: fun. It was a good, good, good time. So nice meeting everybody. Very cool. And again, thanks to everyone who came up to me as well and said that you listen to the podcast. It's deeply appreciated. Um, it's it's hard to really grasp because to me, it just looks like I'm talking to a microphone. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I hear you in my ears, Blake, but I don't really see you actually. And a lot of people didn't know that. They thought we were sitting in the same room. Like now we're actually on Skype. We're just both recording our own audio and we combine that together and it becomes a podcast. Yep. Um. So, anyways, big huge appreciation appreciation to uh, everyone that that said hello. All yep. right. So that's uh that's the chasing tone this week. Um, All
1: right. Hope everybody got something out yeah. of that. Yeah.
0: So make sure you make sure you go back and check out Blake's uh his real his real gig, the Tone Mob podcast. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, check that out at your favorite. iTunes iTunes dispensary Uh, your favorite (laughs) (laughs) iTunes dispensary
1: (laughs) dispensaries are something we have here in Portland
0: yeah I was going to say I don't think iTunes sells weed yet I'm sure it's coming but they don't yet
1: (laughs) (laughs) downloadable weed
0: alright everyone thanks for listening we'll talk to you next week with a new one
1: bye